This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Tell me what does it look like in heaven? You're listening to Radio Hawks Bay on 104.7 FM, 1431 AM, streaming across the world at www.radiohawksbay.org.nz. This is a program called Suicide Support in the Aftermath. And it's my pleasure, as always, to have in the studio Warren Brown from Staros. How are you going, Warren? Going well, Ken. Thank you very much. Lovely to be here again. Good to see you. And uh, here we are, just about at the end of the year. And uh, what we're going to talk about today is uh, looking after each other at this what's supposed to be a time of goodwill to all men. But before we get there, just remind our listeners, Warren, what Staros is all about. Yeah, we're a uh, trust. Well, we're actually a trust now. We uh, su- started started our days supporting people bereaved by suicide back in March 2012. And uh, that that was because there was um, nothing around it at the time to to support people in that, in that space. So myself and uh, another mum who'd lost her son to suicide just had a chat and decided we we needed to start something up so we we began the group and uh, the group morphed into a, a trust about six years ago when we had the opportunity to become a trust how do people find out about you uh different ways um they might listen to this wonderful radio yes, station indeed. we're on at the moment radio hawks bay or we've got a website staros.org.nz facebook we're on instagram uh, over the over the years, we've tried as much as we possible possibly can to to you know poke our head up and let people know who we are and what we do. Um, it's it's still a I, don't, I know I suppose it's still a very um, stigmatized space to yes. be in. I suppose you know anything to do with suicide is, is still got a stigma attached to it. But the other side of that is is. Uh, People losing someone to suicide is still a very private space for people as well. So, um, for us, it's it's about understanding all of that, and we we just do what we can. I mean, we we try to put on events and workshops that are beneficial for our community, but uh, whenever there's, uh, I suppose, uh, um, any workshops on that we can community workshops on that we can be part of, we put our hand up, and we generally got a table there as well. So. It's about you know trying to be as visible as possible. Yeah. Now, of course, you don't only just do it in Hawke's Bay because over the years we've talked about you get out and about yourself, don't you? You go to other centres like the, the weekend just gone. You were up in Gisborne. Oh, I was in Auckland last weekend. And Auckland, <laughs> yeah. two places. It's not that far away. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was up. I was up there and, uh, having a having a, a meeting with a. A lady of another wonderful trust up there, youth in transition, mm. they're called. So yeah, it's uh, as as much as we talk about the connections in our own community, it's also important to have those connections outside our region as well. Absolutely right. Now, just talk us through. So, someone gets hold of you and uh, they want to come along to one of your meetings, and you've got two places now you can meet. You've got a, a place in uh, Napier and in Hastings. What happens? So we knock on the door. We've agreed to come along at the time that you meet. What happens at the meeting? Yeah, well, even before that, uh, we offer to go and meet them first. Yeah, um, it's it's something we do uh, rather than them just walking up cold to to a meeting mm. where there might be other people as well. 
which is quite a daunting experience yes, indeed. in its in itself. But but for them to contact us in the first place is quite a quite a big thing for them mm. to do. So we'll offer to go and meet them, and we'll meet them wherever they want. Generally, it's their place, you know, wherever they're most comfortable, and give them the opportunity to ask any questions they want about us, about the group, and again, it gives them a face to recognise should they decide to come along. And you don't offer any real advice to you because everyone has got a different journey. Your journey is completely different to what perhaps might be their journey that they're just starting out on. Yeah, I mean, for me, for what we do, um, yeah, you're right, we don't we don't give advice. I mean, we're more than happy to tell our stories and, mm. and share our stories. I suppose there is one bit of advice we give people is that they uh, should look after themselves, look yes. after themselves, especially in those very early days when it's raw and right in your face all the time. Mm. It's important that people try to look after themselves. What does that mean, look after yourself in those situations? Well, it, it's about, I don't know, crying when you want to cry yes. and, and and letting the grief come when it comes because it's it's important not to suppress that stuff yes we we're grieving because we've lost something very close to us and it's it's natural that we're gonna we're gonna hurt we're gonna feel bad about it so it's important that we do grieve but alongside that we we need to make sure that uh, you know we look after ourselves you know we we try and go for a walk try and do some exercise eat properly Mm. even if that's you know, someone else helping you to do that, then, yeah. then that's fine. But looking after yourself is extremely important. Now, you've walked a walk because your son, Stu, he took his own life 13 years ago, wasn't it? And yeah. you've started this group because, uh, Staros, so many years ago, because there's no one here to give people that advice that you were talking about. Who gave you the advice, or did you have to uh, find out the hard way to look after yourself? Um, yeah, that was... It's interesting because we we started it up and then um, Theresa and I we, we 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 were talking and and we thought well how are we going to do this thing anyway and we cause, yeah so so for, like a good idea at the yeah time. it was yeah. a good idea at the time um, so for a while we winged it and then we sort of based it on the model that um, they had in Tauranga where I where I originally came from and a support group up there I went to and and that's where I I realised the benefits of mm. being in a been in a room with other people talking about it and so we we did it like that for a while like they did and then we decided to that it you know because that was a group of people for six weeks then they had a break for a couple of months and another group of people for six weeks Mm. which is fine but we got to the end of that and then we talked and thought well you know what happens now for these people if they if they want to continue on you know coming along and meeting people and talking about it yeah so from about may 2012 we've been holding them weekly so it's it's open uh, the people we meet they can come whenever they want some people come more often than others some yeah. people we don't see for years those sort of things but yeah I, I, I suppose for me it was about just just knowing that i, I couldn't live where I was living all the time in mm. that dark space yes I needed to be out of that space and so I, I myself asked for help so and in doing that it, it made me realize that 
yeah, one, it's okay to do that, but it, the second thing is that it does actually help when you do that. Because yeah. it's not like going to the dentist, isn't it, where you, uh, you've got a hole in your tooth and it's giving you toothache or you, you need a tooth pulling out, and then the next day you think, wow, that feels great. So, no, we're, no, I wish it was. Yeah. wish it was over that quickly, but yes. it's not. It's it's ongoing. It's there, it's there for as long as I'm going to be there. But yeah, and it, in different different ways. You know, some days are worse than others, but some weeks are worse than others. But yes. on 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 the whole, I, I know how to manage it. And you've got a great way of looking at it. Uh, I suppose before you walk behind it, but now you've got a different way of looking at it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I sort of um, I walk with it, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, and that helps me. Um, with grief especially it helps me move forward with grief yeah you know rather than people saying you know, you're getting over it you, you're getting through it or anything no. it's fine if you want to think like that but for me it's about um, it's there all the time so I'm, I just need to know how I can work with it I suppose you've said it a hundred times there is uh, no time frame on grief is there I don't believe so no so, might be people here who who disagree with that? But yeah, no. This uh, is yeah. my story, but yeah. Um, for me, for me, I don't believe so. No. Yeah, no. Hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. And anyone who says I'll get over it, they've obviously never walked a, uh, a mile in your shoes. That's right. That's right. All right. Now today we're going to talk about because we're in the, a season of goodwill to all men, where you know we're coming up to Christmas time, and you know I for one I love the razzmatazz and the buzz and the hustle and the bustle and uh, Christmas is sort of my happy place being around people and lots of people. I love being around lots of people. I'm sort of, yeah. You also I'm, look a bit like the old fellow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> someone said to me the other day, yeah, we, we want you to be Father Christmas. And I said, no, you've got to have long white hair and a white beard for that. And they said, yeah, that's what you are. So, so, but it's not the same for everyone, is it? You know, it's, it's not an no. exciting time. And I, I imagine still for you, um, it's not um, an exciting time. No, definitely not. It's it, you know it's changed, doesn't it? Yeah. Everything everything changes when when someone when someone you love dearly you know you've lost them and and, and they're not there anymore. Mm. I mean, you you can't fix that. No, you it's, can't. It, it's always going to be like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what I say is, well, yeah, Christmas is a is a joyful time, and it's important that. I mean, there's still family around you, and yes. there's still friends around you. There's still people who care about you, and you care about them. So it, it's important that you you're you're in that moment as well as much as you can be. But on the other side of that, it's also important that you, if if you need to, you still can just sit back and take a breath. I suppose take a moment, and for those people around you as well it's about understanding why you're doing that yeah how different is this christmas 13 years on from that christmas 13 years ago i suppose i'm a bit older but yeah but you're a lot older <laughs> and you've got no hair <laughs> yeah well it's it's, it's interesting because my, my birthday is the 23rd as well so it's it's yeah. it's very it's very close sword. to christmas yeah and the year stu died was my 50th birthday mm. And the plan was to get all the kids together and and all the friends together and and celebrate that. Now, in the end, we all got together apart from Stu and yes. a couple of the other kids, of course. But uh, it, it definitely wasn't the same. No, I mean, 
yeah you know yeah everyone's around you trying to make you feel better and stuff like that but there's there's still part of you that's not the same still not there um, yeah, of course um it's yeah i know christmas for me is it it, it can never be the same i suppose no. because because he's not here yeah and you still celebrate stuart those times at christmas time like you know you sort of fill up your glass full of orange juice and say here's one for you Stu." Oh, we do that. Yeah, of course yeah. we do. Yeah, I mean, for for myself, I I always make time during the day anyway. Mm. Um, mind you, I do that most days as well. So, yes. to you know, as I said earlier, Ken, he's he's part of me. He'll always be part of me, and it's about understanding that he, you know, in in some form, he's still there for me anyway. Yeah, uh, in many ways. Um and I hate to say it, but organisations like Staros are the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff uh, because they're there to support people who've been through what you're going through. But what you really like to be is the ambulance at the top of the cliff. And uh, how many times have you said to me, say good day to your neighbours, which I do now, thanks to you. Um, but you've got a pretty um, sort of laid-back uh, attitude to life that life is a lot simpler than what most of us make it, isn't it? I believe so, and as far as the ambulance, I believe the ambulance would we actually like to be the, um, to make sure the ambulance doesn't even get near the cliff. Yes. That, so that's that's why the other part of the of what the trust does is is you know focus focusing on on that that well being of people and you know promoting the well being of people in the community. Well, I've just found a bit of paper while we were looking before we came to air, and it says it's all about reaching out. That's what we wanted to talk about today, reaching out to others. But, you know, being the cynic that I am, a lot of what you say and what everyone else says is much easier said than done because most of us, we've all got our own problems. And if you've got problems and I ask you what they are, and you say, well, now that you've asked... Because How long have we got? <laughs> That's right. But you know what I mean, that... Um, we think also it might be intruding. We don't want to intrude in people's lives, do we? Oh, that, that's right. But if I mean, and I think it does does put people off asking those sort of yeah. things. Uh, but the other side of you know the other thing about you know there's all this thing about getting people to reach out and everything. Mm. But my thing with that is, well, who's actually listening? Yes. Yeah, because if 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 they reach out for the first time they've ever done in their lives. Because they understand that this might be the, be it for me. I need I need help. Mm. If they reach out and they get a bad response or no response, that you know that just puts them off for good, doesn't it? Yeah. So I'm saying, yeah, it's okay reaching out, but we also have pe- have to have, make sure that we're listening as well. We've got to have a plan. So what would that plan be? So if someone reaches out to you, I come to you and say, "Jesus, what I'm in? The, I've got the black dog." Yeah, and you say, "Oh, well, this is a bit of a worry, Kim, but uh, yeah, she'll be right, mate." Yeah, give it a couple of days, you'll be right. <laughs> and I might think, yeah, well, okay, I, I tried to talk to Warren, but you know, I can understand why you wouldn't want to listen because you've got your own problems. But that's what happens to a lot of people, isn't it? You try and talk to them and they they don't know how to react and they don't know where to get help and they don't know how to tell you to go now and get help. So, yeah, so what would you say to someone who's... Yeah, I, I see what I, I think the, a lot of the thing is that people are, are worried that they should have have an answer for yeah. everything yes you know if they ask this person you know and they respond with oh i'm not doing that great at the moment mm. automatic you know straight away they think well how am i going to fix it for mm. them but you don't have to do that no because you providing that that space for them to talk can be the most important 
thing you'll ever do for them. Yes. Because people want to talk about their stuff. Yeah. They do. But I suppose, you know, with, with society over the years, you know, we've we've just haven't haven't made those spaces available for people mm. to do that. And, you know, we've I've said it a multitude of times that we're born with two of the most important things in the world, the ability to speak and the ability to hear. Didn't have to go to university for no, those ones. Did not. Um, I certainly didn't. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was staying uh, in the third form for about four years. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if you're worried about someone, ask them. Yes. Ask them. Just tell them. You say, "Look, I'm worried about you. You don't seem to be yourself yeah. lately. What's you know? Is there something going on that you want to talk about?" I think you hit the nail on the head when it's all about listening, because we should, probably should avoid saying things like, "Well, you should do this and you should do that," <laughs> because we tend to say, "Well, you should do this. Why don't you do that?" We should avoid that, shouldn't we? That's right. That's right. Ask them what they would like to do. Yeah, that's right. You know, it, we're all individuals. We're all, you know, we're all have the opportunity to make a decision about what happens ourselves. Yeah, we should all have the, all have that opportunity to make a decision about what happens ourselves. So, giving people confidence that they can do that by just giving them that space, giving them that time. Giving them that opportunity to to trust you, because that that's a big part of it as well. People need to have that level of trust in you. If you're sitting across from them, that they're going to tell you what's going on for them. Yeah. What did you say when people said to you, "You should do this, Warren. You should do that, Warren"? Because they must have said it, surely. Or did they? Yeah, I, I don't actually remember that. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I sort of work things out as I went yeah. you know so I winged it I suppose yes. but um, I mean you're not no nobody's brought up to to know what they have to do when one of you when one of your kids kills himself no of course not well what what would you say to someone for instance who comes along uh, one of their children have killed themselves and they say well what should I do Warren should I do this and should I do that and you know I know that your journey is going to be completely different from theirs but uh, here they're they're reaching out to you your support network what would you be saying to them then I'd be saying, let's go and have a chat. Yeah. Let's go sit down and have a chat. And then because, just listen. Yeah, and just listen to them. Just listen to them. Because you're there to support them. Yeah. Um, you're there to show them that they're not alone, which is a big thing. I mean, people get, you know, they push down all these feelings and emotions and things like that. They get to a stage where they think, well, hang on a minute. I think I'm the only one thinking about this. Yeah. So I'm not going to tell anyone about it. No. But yeah, just yeah, come on, let's go and have a chat. Let's go and have a coffee. Let's go for a walk. Let's do something like that, just to just to get them away from where they're at at that point in time. Are guys more reticent about coming forward to talk about these sort of things? So you know, because you're um, you obviously are a guy, but you know what I mean. That uh, so here you are. Um, you know, guys don't talk about that sort of oh, stuff. I think it's standard procedure for us, isn't it? It's yes. the way we're built, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> what even what you say? But, I mean, we're different. We're different to we women. We are. We are different. I mean, women handle this situation different to us. Yes. They're much better at it. Well, they're more likely to talk to each other. Yes. With us, it's, you hark back to the Toyota ad. You know, the yes. two guys sitting in the truck. Not not looking at each other, but having that b- pieces of conversation or mm. connection and communication, and that's what we do. Um, it doesn't have to doesn't have to be 
full on over a few beers or plenty of beers or anything. It can just, right. like I say, just just go for a walk or go for a cycle or go for a sit by the water or the park or something like that. How important would it be to seek professional advice? I know, I know you went to a counsellor, you only went once because you felt that's all you needed to go, but was that an important uh, part of your journey? Oh, I believe so. That's, that's, I mean, I, I knew that it was important that I talk to someone about how I was feeling because I'd done that a few years before that when my dad died. Mm. And I was in a really bad space about that. I didn't understand what that was about. Mm. So I spent a few more sessions with a counsellor at that stage. But when, when Stu died, I, I understood that straight away I needed to go and talk to someone mm. about this. I didn't have the, the myriad of contacts and friends that I have now from being in this space yes. and making those, all those connections. You know, ringing up Rob Mukaraka for a chat and saying, hey, Rob, yeah. I'm not in a good place, mate. You know, I'm having a bad time. In the, in the first instance, when it first happened, I didn't have that sort of stuff. No. So going to a counsellor allowed me to offload, I suppose, talk about what I was going through. And and, and don't get me wrong, counselling's not for everyone. It's a it's a, not a must-have either. No. Um, I, I don't believe so. Um, if, if you don't want anything to do with that, that's fine. But if you think it may, just give it a try. Give it a try. That is a good point that you raised. I've just wrote the word circle here on my page. Circle. Yeah. And uh, because you're now in that circle of people who have been there where you have been, you've walked the walk, you've talked the talk, and uh, when you pick up the phone and talk to Rob, he knows exactly where you've been, whereas you ring me, and I'm because I've talked to you for years, I would understand where you're coming from. But I think joining your organisation, someone who has been where you've been, who joined your organisation, would immediately know that when they talk to you, you completely understand what they're going through. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I mean, it's when we go and see people for the first time. I mean, straight away, they know who we are. You know, they may have looked us up, know yeah. what we're about as well. And straight away, they, they know we understand. Mm. Yes, you're not some guy who's got a bit of paper that says she's a psychologist or she's a psychologist and they've never been down the street that you've been down. No, oh, well, I'm not going to sit there and say, how are you feeling? Mm. You know, <laughs> I know how they're feeling. Yes, you know how they're feeling. <laughs> yeah, and, but again, I, I only have an understanding of what they're going through. I, I don't know their grief mm. because everyone's grief isn't theirs, it's individual. So, but we can walk alongside them while they're grieving, while they're going through this, for as long as they want. Yeah, just about out of time, can you believe it? Um, just give our listeners a couple of uh, of your best bits of advice about surviving the coming season, the time of goodwill, joy and all, man, when you're not feeling that way at all. Yeah, I, yeah, I suppose there's um, two parts to that. You know, for, the, for the person who's struggling a bit, just, just realise that you aren't alone. Uh, there are people who care about you. Um, you don't have to do this stuff by yourself. Um, but again, I hark back to that that thing about looking after you, mm. um, because we all want to help people as well. So it's but we can't help people unless we're in a good space ourselves. So looking after you, look after number one, because number one will pay that back as well. And then the other side of that is is that the people who are really into the festive stuff and having a really good time, 
that's that's okay. That's perfectly fine. But remember that there are people out there mm-hmm. who are having a tough time of it. Someone might have lost someone a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, yes. a couple of years ago, and it still hurts for them. So please just be understanding of that. Mm-hmm. Just be aware of that. And if you've invited them around and they they come around and they sit in you know sit in a corner or something, just give them that time and mm. space, and it'll work for them. And if they don't come around, that's okay as well because it's you don't all have to be in this this moment you know of Christmas as we have it. So just take take care of each other, look out for each other, but above all, look after yourself. As always, very well said. You look after yourself, and I'll talk the same time, same place next time. Thank you, Ken. Same to you. This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.